Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Tori. And we want to welcome you to Fiction Therapy. In this podcast, real-life mental health professionals slash fantasy enthusiasts unpack, analyze, and fangirl about our favorite books. We dive deep into the characters, adventures, and romances that make them amazing reads. We hope that you have as much fun listening as we do talking about them, and maybe you'll even see things from a new perspective. Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in before our Hot Takes episode and invite you to join our Discord. We started it up so that we can all chat together about the things that we talk about here on the podcast and even share fun videos or resources and things like that. So if you'd like to join the discussion, then go to the link in our bio of our Instagram and join. Okay, see you there. Okay, welcome back to Fiction Therapy. Yes, and we're getting to do our first Hot Takes episode. Yes. It's exciting. So we thought about, we need an episode where we just kind of rant about the things that we want to rant about, and not necessarily the plot or the characters, but just like interesting ideas about specific topics. Yeah, and also just a few fun things, like, yes, you know, we'll, we've got some surprises later, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Yes. So, but this is about the Sarah J. Moss Akatar series. The three books that we've already reviewed are A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury, and A Court of Wings and Ruin. So, if you have not read those, then this is going to have a lot of spoilers in it. Yeah, and absolutely. We probably should say the rest of the ones, too, because we might slip up and say something from Frost and, Frost and Starlight and Silver Flame, even though we haven't reviewed those yet. But we'll try not to talk about those characters or plots. But Yeah, we, we could won't get really, spoiled. you won't get spoiled on, like, plot things, but as far as, like, characters go and... Things like that. There, we have a couple of theories to discuss. So. Yes. Okay, so what, what's first? Like, I how do you even, even begin this? Okay, first of all, I put on the list that I just want to gush a little bit about her point of view shifts and, mm. like, Sarah J. Moss's. How she's really good at writing. Because writing in first person can be really limiting, but mm-hmm. she uses a lot of, like, literary... I guess you could call them devices to give us different perspectives a lot. Yeah, absolutely. They were going into someone else's brain or like the fact that we were able to see stuff happening with Nesta and Cassian in the last book because Mm -hmm. she looked through the cauldron or, you know, dreams. And, you know, sometimes I think she or Reese lets her see things from past. So we get that too. So I just think that she's awesome. So good. And and there are some times when... um, the point of view shifts. We get that a couple of times in the main trilogy. I feel like we get it more in Frost and Starlight. But every time she shifts to a different character, it's like she has a whole flavor of writing that is specific to that character. Mm-hmm. Like, um, especially thinking about like stream of consciousness. Like, Feyre's way of processing thoughts is completely different than Reese's way of processing thoughts. And I just think that's so creative and cool. Me too. Even in Silver Flame, where we don't get first person anymore, and it's just Cassian and Nesta, and I think you see, you know, you see different characters too, has, it's much more of a Throne of Glass vibe, where everything is like, it's not first person centered, it's just like, he said this, he thought this, she did this. Um, It's still even, it struck me how different Cassian's chapters felt. From Nesta's, yeah, you know, because even even without the first person, you could catch those like different vibes that she gives or different attitudes that come through in her writing. Yeah, different ways of processing. Mm-hmm. 
it's really neat. Love it. So yeah, I'm just fangirling about SJM at this point. <laughs> so do we want to start with like our big heavy theories and then go into the more fun part? Or yes, let's start with a theory. Okay. You can pick. Mm. Um, hmm. I kind of want to talk about the theory about Elaine being evil. Yes. Have you heard this or is it just me who's heard it? Um, I haven't heard this. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it, but I've seen on BookTok and on you know different places through Pinterest that a lot of people are thinking that Elaine is going to become a villain or like kind of already is. So I think like the main idea is that I don't know if she has motivation to be evil or if she just isn't herself anymore. Like, I think that kind of is one direction it could go is that she's not really Elaine anymore. She's completely transformed. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Into the, but she's hiding behind To me, behind she Elaine. seems just as worthless as Faye that she was as human. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but she's a seer. Like I know. She is very She could helpful. be very and helpful. And she did kill the King of Hybern. We're going to give her props. She's like, she's redeemed herself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I heard she bakes good bread. Yeah. And I love bread. She loves to bake with Nuala and Caridwin. Yes. But yeah, there's, a, there's basically a theory that she is very sinister and, mm. like, is working behind the scenes and she's going to come out as, like, a big villain in the future books. I wouldn't hate that. I think that would kind of be a cool... I mean, it puts Lucian in a bad spot, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Do we want to talk about that bonus chapter? Well... It's a bonus yeah. chapter in Silver Flame, so... We can talk about it in Silver Flame. Okay. I'm sure we'll do hot takes for that. Mm -hmm. um, so another one I want to talk about that I have heard about is the idea that Amarantha is Tamlin's mate. I could see it. I could totally see mm -hmm. it. They're and both like, terrible. He rejects it and she's salty. Yeah. Absolutely. But then again, can the guy reject it? No, they said the girl can reject it. But does the guy have the ability to reject it? Oh, I just assumed it could be a rejected either way. I'm, I'm, it's a possibility. I was just wondering. Hmm. It's very interesting. No, I didn't. I didn't even think about if the guy could or not. I don't know if that. If it has been said, I'm terrible about catching things like that. Because it said like it's easier on the girl, but if a girl rejects it, the guy can go crazy. That yeah, I do remember that part. That like if it's easier for the girl to get past it kind of like go on with her life but that if the girl um rejects it and the guy was like wanting it then he would like kind of be pining after them their whole life which reminds me of a different series yeah i don't know i'm pulling up the kindle version of akatar real quick mm -hmm. to check a page number what do you think their story was what do you mean? Like, we didn't get that part of the book, but, like, when Amarantha... Doesn't it mention that she liked Tamlin? Yeah, she... So, Amarantha was really good friends with Tamlin's father. And she really liked Tamlin. And Tamlin rejected her and didn't like her. And she was salty about it. So, it could have... It could just go further than that. Yeah. And that's, because that's why Amarantha hates Reese, because Reese's father murdered Tamlin's father, and that was her good friend. So that's why she takes out all of her anger on Reese. Mm. Yeah, I think that could really be a thing. 
Good thing. I wouldn't even be mad about it. <laughs> and then we've talked a little bit about, we've, we've talked about it throughout the podcast, is that the Archeron family could be descended from an ancient Fae family and that yes. they have Fae blood in their line. And I think even in the last episode or the one before that, we talked about maybe that's why their transition to Fae was so easy. Yeah. Or as easy as can be mm-hmm. <laughs> for the circumstances. Yeah, and we know that like most everything in the books have a purpose, and so that it really makes that conversation between Feyre, Cassian, and the Bone Carver make sense to me. When the mm-hmm. Bone Carver takes that time to talk about that ancient Fey, you know, who like could never be stopped and was super powerful, but then her bloodline like kind of faded out. But it's said that it there's a bit of her bloodline left in a, in a human family mm-hmm. and I'm like why would she put that in there if not for this she's sneaky she's sneaky okay so then another one that I wanted to talk about was this this part that like in the first book we're told like when Feyre is learning about the spring court with Tamlin he tells her about the great right which for <laughs> them is Kalanmai and it's mentioned, which I had completely forgotten until I saw a book talker bring it up. It's mentioned that all the high lords do that. Yeah. But it's never brought up about anybody. So I wanted to read it. And we verbatim. obviously know that they don't do it in the night court. Right. But it said, it's a, okay, what did she say? She, I think she's talking to Lucian right now. It's the great right, cauldron boiling. Don't, didn't anyone tell you what it is? My silence is answer enough. Fire Knight signals the official start of spring in Prithian, as well as in the mortal world, Lucian said. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Here, our crops depend upon the magic we regenerate on Kalanmai tonight. Um, we do this by conducting the Great Rite. Each of the seven High Lords of Prithian perform this every year. Since their magic comes from the earth and returns to it at the end, it's a give and take. But what is it? And then, <laughs> this is where Lucian is like, um... So, yeah. So then he's like, okay, the magic or whatever. So, but according to Lucian, according to Lucian talking to Feyre, all of them do it. So do they all have their own version and then all the rest of the versions don't involve sex? I don't know. I'm so curious. I know. This is like, um, this has been bothering me for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we obviously know, we know the Night Court doesn't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we've lived a full year in the night court. Yeah. As, I act like we live there. As readers, <laughs> we've experienced a full calendar year. Yeah. And even into the second year with Silver Flame. And we know that Reese is not out there getting jiggy with anybody else. So is it like, because he is goes it, on to explain it, like how it works, but is he is explaining it the that? crops? Like the spring court is the court that has to have good crops. And he said... The magic makes the crops grow. But but what does yeah. that have to do with sex? Well, it's, here it goes. It says, The magic will seize control of his mind, his body, his soul, and turn him into the hunter. It will fill him with his sole purpose to find the maiden. From their coupling, magic will be released and spread to the earth, where it will regenerate life for the year to come. But just on the page before, he's like... Um, each of the seven high lords of Perithian perform this every year since their magic comes from the earth and returns to it at the end. It's a give and take. So if they don't use the coupling of the hunter and the maiden, they're having to do something to replenish the magic. 
because it supposedly comes from the earth for all the seven as well. <laughs> the magic will consume everything in him but that one basic command and need. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> hmm. Well, a lot of the other High Lords are married. Maybe they're excused <laughs> after they get married. I just don't want to believe that it's a, that it's a plot hole. You know, because it's like some people are like she just forgot, right? Like she forgot to make that a thing for every other high. Or lord. maybe Lucian thinks this is completely normal and everybody else is doing it, and he's just in denial that they're the only ones. Maybe so. Maybe he's been told that everybody else says it, but it's really because you know the tithe is a spring court thing. Yeah, because um, Reese said the rest of the courts banished the tithe like hundreds of years ago. So maybe they banished the great right. Well, Tamlin is traditional. Yes, but but then it's the question of like if they banish the great right, then how do they replenish their magic? It's a good question. I would like to know. I would like answers, Sarah Dema. If you have an answer, please direct messages on Instagram. Yes. Huh. I'm still like thinking. Like, how does it? How do they do it? Can't they just do a ceremony? Like, why does it gotta be magic sex? I don't know. I feel like Ianthe would have a ceremony for that. <laughs> it would involve magic sex, regardless. <laughs> That's so um, true. For her, she would be like, no, we need to keep the sex. But I feel like a priestess could come up with a way to regenerate new magic and honor the earth and the mother, you know, and the cauldron. Without doing that. Mm -hmm. Not that that is, like, inherently bad. It's just, like, it seems like could be non-consensual but like all them women do be lining up to be chosen as the maiden but what about the ones that have mates or wives or husbands or whatever they don't line up what if they're high lords i'm thinking about like callius is he's married to vivian oh you're talking about the high lords yeah i'm talking okay. about the high lords not the women um i mean like baron he's mm -hmm. married healing is not mm. Sand has a, a man yeah like he has a person I mean, I don't know. Me neither. I guess there's no answer to this, which is why it's in the hot take section. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it's really bothersome. Like Open-ended question. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if anybody has theories or or answers, let yeah. us know. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so let's hop to. You love Alice, so oh, yes. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Did you? Are you the one who said this, or did I say this? I don't even remember. I don't think I said this. Okay, I Alice, think I read it on Book Talk. Maybe being a part of Asriel's spy network, because she does say like she. I don't remember who says it, but it's basically that like the servants talk. Mm -hmm. And the servants keep up with each other, and there's a whole network of just information being passed, basically gossip. And I feel like Alice could easily be part of that. But the only reason I think that that is not true, I want that to be true, but um, is she says, servants talk, and I've never heard them say that Reese laid a hand on them. And if she was part of his spy network, she would already know the character, the nature of Reese's character, wouldn't she? And she wouldn't have to say, the servants say that, Yada, yada, Maybe yada. not, though. Maybe not if she wasn't high up. You know, like, why would they so. give a lowly spy that information? You know, like, if yeah. she was just a commoner type spy, not so high that she would have that information. Yeah. 
So like not as high as like Nuala and Caridon, which right. we know are part of the spy network. Yes. <laughs> but they're also very close to the inner circle. Yeah. Whereas Alice is not. I could see it. She could be employed. I love. But another thing, Alice was really um, speculative about Feyre. Why wouldn't she just tell Feyre, I know you're I know faking it, I know yeah. what's up, and I'm on your team. She kind of does that in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does in a way. <laughs> she tells her very, like, under the table, like, wink, wink, <laughs> I know what's happening here. Don't yeah. try to fool me. Hmm. I'm glad she survives, though. Because, like, does, don't we get closure that, like, she and her nephews escaped the spring court? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. went to the summer court. Okay. I like it. So. Your favorite. Go for it. My favorite from the list? Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about Hogwarts houses. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other theory. My favorite theory. Which one? Um. Okay, I didn't know if we were going to talk about that because it's Silver Flame or not. But oh, okay. I guess so. <sighs> Should we? I don't know. Nah, we'll save it. Okay. Because it's about a character that we haven't met yet in these three books. Okay, Hogwarts houses for Hogwarts the characters. Houses. Uh, Cassian's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> okay. No? You disagree? You can disagree. I don't know. I kind of see Gryffindor for him. I can see Gryffindor, but he's so like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I pose that face you just made. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I can see either one. I see Azriel as Slytherin. <laughs> yes. So, so agree. So agree. Uh -huh. So, so agree. What about Reese? Mm, you know, I could see him as Slytherin too. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna. I was thinking Slytherin or Gryffindor. Mm, I see more Slytherin than Gryffindor. Me too. Sneaky. He's sneaky, but like, he's such a hero. You know, well, like he's... Slytherin doesn't mean bad. I guess it depends. John's on your a Slytherin. The houses. Okay. And he's like the sweetest person on the planet. So true. But he's a Slytherin. <laughs> hmm. Why, okay, why Slytherin for Reese? Well, when I think of, like, Gryffindor, I think of, like, like, all out front with the brute strength and courage and camaraderie and very, um, boom. And Reese has hidden behind a facade for 500 years. Um, he will do anything to further his agenda and he's really sneaky, and he's always, like, sneaking into people's heads. Yeah, that's true. So, I think Daimati, for sure, yeah. also makes him more Slytherin. I think the word for Slytherin is, like, cunning mm -hmm. or something, and I definitely see that. Reese is the most cunning High Lord. Isn't that yes, what Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Reese and. Yeah, okay, I'm sold now. But I still think maybe Gryffindor for Cassian because yeah, of what I you just said. I know. I think my image of Cassian is more... Of a Hufflepuff, yeah. but that's the image I've created in my head of this perfect teddy bear cinnamon roll. When mm -hmm. in reality, he's a pretty intense warrior. Yeah. So Courageous, and brave. Courageous and Brave definitely come to mind for him. What about Nesta? Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got a lot of Slytherins here. Elaine. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, who would be a Ravenclaw? kind of see Feyre as a Ravenclaw, just because after she learned to read, it was like, all she wanted to do was read. Mm -hmm. um, I could also see her 
as Hufflepuff. I was wondering what you thought about Moore being Ravenclaw. What do you think about that? See her more as Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. Yeah, I could see her being Gryffindor with um, Cassian. You could see Amber as being a Slytherin. <laughs> I was gonna say Ravenclaw, but I was like, no. describe to me what you what you feel about Ravenclaw. Like, um, what is a Ravenclaw to you? Very intelligent um, values, close personal relationships, but introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see Fedora then. Um, I'm trying to think what else Ravenclaw, what like comes to my head. Just very intelligent, but also really empathetic and, you know, a good balance of mm-hmm. the two. Yeah, so I think why. I could see Farah now that you said that, for sure. And, like, possibly Elaine. I just don't know enough about Elaine, but I would say the not Gryffindor and not Slytherin. I say Hufflepuff. Uh, that that was not an insult to Elaine, and it was not an insult to Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> but um, I think just the fact that she's kind of caught up in her own head and she's doing her own thing all the time, mm-hmm. that's a very Hufflepuff thing, is to be, you know, like... Doing me, have no clue what's going on around me, but <laughs> and it's it's not always a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. it's a very in tune with yourself, um, you know. So yeah, I could see that. What about Tamlin? <laughs> Gryffindor. Thank you. I hate That's to say I'm that. <laughs> okay, Lucian. I'm like, wait, 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 Tamlin. Uh, no, Gryffindor for sure. Death Eater. <laughs> Um, what do you think about Lucian? Ravenclaw. I was about to say Ravenclaw. Which is Maybe. another reason I think Farah's a Ravenclaw, because I just yeah. kind of lump them. Farah and Lucian get along so well. Well, and I think, um, I think Ravenclaws go really well romantically with Slytherin. Because hmm. they kind of have the same value of intelligence and knowledge, but they're different enough that they don't, like, completely clash and rub together. I can see that, for sure. I think so. I think I think the same thing. I mean, this is not, like, a deep intellectual personality discussion. <laughs> but it feels like it is. Um, I kind of think the same thing about Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Like, Gryffindor's kind of the guardian, mm-hmm. and Hufflepuff is never paying attention, so they have to be guarded. So... <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm a Gryffindor and Mitch is a Hufflepuff. Really? Yes. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I feel like that at my core when you said that. I was like, yep. <laughs> I kind of hate that I'm a Gryffindor. I don't know. I wish that I was a Slytherin. Say I'm a Ravenclaw. Like, across the board. <laughs> it's awful. I, um, I feel like I would relate with a Ravenclaw as well. Maybe I'm just taking the quiz wrong. Or, I don't know. I don't mean to be down on Gryffindors. It just like Gryffindors are great. They're great. They really are. I can I, totally see you as a Gryffindor just because you're so passionate and you're so upfront with your passion. Yeah, but they can be obnoxious. But you're also they also can be really level headed though. Okay. I mean, Hermione Granger was a Gryffindor. Who can be obnoxious? That's true. <laughs> um, but still, yeah. I just don't like they're it's like. Self-righteous is how I've heard them 
describe or like in a health unhealthy negative way. Yeah, like holier than thou or prideful. You know, some of the negative ones. I'm like, oof, don't want to be that. Yeah. But so we'd also like to throw out that we had kind of talked about doing the enneagrams of each character, and we've discussed that a few times throughout the podcast. But when we just got down to it and started looking at it, it got really confusing. Yeah, it's just so hard. It's so hard because it's from a a self-reflective point of view with mm-hmm. the Enneagram, and it's all about... So highly personal. It's so personal, and like you said, um, Brandy's much more intelligent when it comes to the Enneagram than I am, but it's, it's, it's all based on your motivation and your childhood trauma. And th- I mean, we really only get that with Feyre. Yeah. And um, it's like your environment creates your personality so it's like you have to really look hard at your childhood and your parental figures and Mm -hmm. your influences and your nurture not only your nature so yeah yeah. so hence the hogwarts houses it's so much better (laughs) because there's like behaviors and characteristics that get pegged for certain types yeah but you have to look at because like i'm a nine and aren't are you a two i'm a two you're a two but like so many and i have a really close friend who's also a two we relate on so many levels right Mm -hmm. like the behaviors and the characteristics are so similar but when you get deeper then you see the differences because a two and a nine can look like the same person yeah but not at the motivation not at the very base absolutely so there's probably so many that we could throw out there for all of the inner circle but there's just no way to know yeah so who have we missed who's hogwarts house what about Helian? Thunder thighs. <laughs> Mr. Beautiful thighs. <laughs> um, hmm. What do we know about Helian? Maybe Slytherin because he also puts a facade up. You know, like he and Reese connect on that front. Yep. That like they slither, you know, with their personal lives versus their external <laughs> yeah. lives. I can see that. What about Amarantha? Hmm. She seems like a follower to me in that she does her dad's work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if she is actually for what she's fighting for. Who's her dad? Isn't it a hybrid? I don't know. I know she was a general. Oh, no, you're right. She just works for Hybern. Hmm. So Hufflepuff? <laughs> Maybe know. not. <laughs> I don't know. They're not followers. They're like their own people. Yeah. So that's one thing I really like about Hufflepuffs. I have a lot of Hufflepuffs in my life, so that's why I poke fun at them so much. I wonder if something that com- that sits, or not sits out to me, um, stands out to me, in my thoughts about Slytherins is that some of them do have that sheep mentality um, with like the movies. I haven't read the books. That's why I think you're more into this than I am because I'm not a Potterhead really. I've just read the book. I mean, I've just seen the movies. But like a lot of the Slytherins just follow the crowd, you know? So I wonder if Hmm. maybe that's a characteristics of being a of some you know or is that just what happened i think instead of like following the crowd so much they follow whoever they feel like has the greatest chance of coming out on top like mm-hmm. who's gonna win yeah whatever it may be 
So I, I think they're really strong with their judgment. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's hard for me to pick one for Amaranda. Do you know? Well, do you have one in mind? I really don't. Yeah. Um. I, that's why I was curious as to what yours was. Have we done Azrael yet? Yeah, we said Slytherin. Oh, we said Slytherin. I guess that's everybody. What do you think about Ravenclaw for him, though? I could see it. He's so sneaky. He's literally the he, spy he's master. He's the spy master. He has to be. Uh, he has to be Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. So, if the inner circle and others that we want to include had a job in 2022, what would they be doing? Where would they live? How would they dress? Who would they be like? <laughs> well, we all know Pharaoh would be working at a an animal shelter, <laughs> rescuing dogs, but also attending um, paint like painting classes she probably like you know those painting uh studios you go to with your girlfriends and you like drink wine yes. and learn to paint a picture she's probably leading those yeah she's she's running those sessions that's awesome i love that while saving dogs during while the day saving dogs. <laughs> she just drives around picking up stray animals okay so reese huh i would have thought i would have had an answer right off the tip of my tongue for this one <laughs> Hard, because like, what is his job? <laughs> what even is his job? The president of the United States. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. I can see him as a CEO. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he could be. He would be the head of either an initiative or a company. A nonprofit. Yeah, running a nonprofit for human trafficking. Wow. I mean, I'm thinking about the library. Like all these women have been through trauma. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he would open a therapy center for those survivors. Mm. Just the same way the library is. He would just have that, but in 2022. Maybe Reese would be a counselor. Yeah. Like he would be either a therapist or a mental health professional enough to open a rehab for that purpose. Or a college professor. <laughs> college professor. That's a dangerous area. All the college girls would be all over him. Yeah. We can't make him a college professor. Mm-mm. <laughs> Okay, I feel like Cassian might be like a football coach. I can see that. Or on a brewery. Oh. Or like maybe his company is like a hipster brewery. A training center for like he maybe he like owns a gym kind of thing where mm -hmm. he like he's a trainer. Mm -hmm. Kind of what he does in Silver Flame. I could see that. Or the brewery though. But like maybe he coaches his local high school football team. Maybe he's a little league coach. Or a little league coach, yeah. Oh. Brewery by day, little league coach by night. Mm -hmm. I like it. Soccer dad? 100%. 100%. But I think I see him as a girl dad. Oh, that's just too ooey-gooey mm -hmm. for me. I love it. So cute. Okay. What about more? Coaching the girls' soccer team. Like, that is the cutest thing. Like, yes. little six-year-olds. Yeah. Like, uh, six- to seven-year-olds. Girls' soccer. I can't. With this brewery. Made by local organic. <laughs> with local organic ingredients. For sure. And then trains. Trains people. In his spare time. Yeah. But, you know, he's a gym rat, so he's always going to be at the gym anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um... Nesta. Hmm. Are we talking about Ackaward Nesta or Akasif <laughs> Nesta? I don't know. <laughs> Librarian? 
main librarian? Okay. Like the kind that shushes you? No. Okay, so if we're talking about pre-redemption arc Nesta, she don't have a job. She <laughs> is drinking her feelings right now and going on Tinder dates every night. And that's her life. She's coping really poorly. Okay, let's talk about the Nesta that has recovered. Okay. Maybe a librarian. I think maybe instead of Cassian owning the gym, maybe she now owns Ooh, that, you know? Yeah. And, like, pairs with Reese's company to, mm-hmm. like, help women recover. Survivors. I like that. Yeah. And get strong, like, get physically strong while you get mentally strong. A physical therapist. Maybe so. Hmm. Maybe so. What about more? Something really creative. I feel like she owns an Etsy business. Maybe that's Farah. <laughs> Farah does a lot. She does yeah. a lot. She got a lot. <laughs> Moore. I feel like Moore would be a, a really bad A CEO. Yeah. Well, I was thinking marketing. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think of like office space, really creative. Uh huh. But yeah, a really good CEO too. Mm-hmm. Like she is. Leading, she's a boss of a fashion magazine. Yes, maybe like Ooh, Devil Wears Prada yes. vibes. You know, yeah, I like that. But she's not hateful. No, I like that woman. What about Azrael? Accountant? No, he's obviously like either in the CIA or like the underground. Baby, he leads he the leads CIA. CIA, but like not. It couldn't be the CIA or the FBI. It had to be something more secret than that. The underground mafia. <laughs> He's a mafia boss? Oh my god. That would make sense though, because he do be torturing people. He like, no, he like, um, he leads the underground black market. What does one do as the leader of the black underground? I don't know. That's why it's called black market, because nobody knows anything about it. Nobody knows. Okay. So when he's not doing that, what does he do? Probably works out at Cassian and Nesta's gym. Yeah. Or like sits at home and reads books. Quietly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the librarian. <laughs> Asriel the librarian. I don't know. I just kind of felt like accounting. Like he's real quiet. Real smart. Maybe not. Okay. Um, I'm not getting the accounting vibe. So sorry. What about Tamlin? <sighs> Taxes. He does. No. I'm thinking tax collector. <laughs> Um, I'm trying not to offend any occupations here. I know, tax collectors from, like, the Bible days. No. <laughs> he's like that. Um. Okay, I mean, he, so he's they're... domineering. He's a bit of a narcissist. He's toxic. He's the CEO of the rival company for Reese's company. What does the rival company do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Help human trafficking? <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, let's think. Tamlin. He leads something because he's a high lord. He. I could see him like being in charge of a bank. Yeah, I was thinking something in the business world. Yeah. So Have maybe, to cut his hair. Yeah. Maybe he's like. I don't want to say 
president of a bank, but something in that yep. department. I can see it. Or like on the board of a very big bank conglomerate. By Amron. Yikes. Police officer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like Amron just comes from money. And oh, she doesn't yeah. do anything. She's just like... She's a socialite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that. She doesn't have a job. About Lucian. There's so much he could do. He's mm-hmm. such a good guy. He's probably Reese's um, administrative assistant. I was thinking maybe like life coach. He's, life coach. He's so like, he can be inspirational, you know, but I don't see him as a therapist. It's kind of negative. But it's that kind of negative that's like, get to it, you know, fix your life. Like, I just could see like him not knowing what to do with his life and Reese like roping him in and being like, you could help with my company mm-hmm. and like helping in some higher capacity. Mm-hmm. What if he like went out to like, um, what's that word? When you're trying to, like a headhunter. Oh, a bounty hunter. Not a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> a headhunter for companies. Like you oh, go and try a to. A recruiter. A recruiter, thank you. <laughs> what if he's a recruiter for somebody in the inner circle? Maybe Amron should be a bounty hunter. Ooh, I like that. She's a bounty hunter, but on the DL. Yeah. Nobody knows that she does that in her free time. She just disappears, and she's actually out there being a Okay, so hunter. Lucian works for a staffing agency, and he's a recruiter. <laughs> yes, I guess. Or maybe, okay, this, no. What if he was, like, a college administ- uh, or um, a college, college admissions counselor? I can see. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. He's a hard one. Why is it so hard for Lucian? I don't know. Thiessen is like, um, he works for, like, the government and, like, the, uh, military contracting department where mm-hmm. he, like, strategizes about wars and mm-hmm. things like that. I could see that. Calias or Calias is the accountant. I could see that. Is it because Lucian is, we know so much about him or we don't know enough about him? Like, why is it so hard for us to choose for Lucian? He's just such an interesting character. What if Lucian owned and operated and did the business side of Farrah's painting company where she teaches classes? Because I don't really see her, like, she's a boss babe, we know that. But I don't see her taking interest in doing the business side. I see her just wanting to teach people how to paint. Yeah. And we know they work well together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see him working with Farrah more than I can see him working with Reese. Yeah. Well, I just I just think of how Reese looped him in. Yeah, he helped him out, for sure. Yeah, I see that a lot. And maybe he does her accounting for her. Maybe he does. <laughs> okay, so what about another one we thought of was Halloween costumes. Oh. So, okay. Who, okay, what's the, what's the one that came to your mind first? We'll just start with that person. Um, I could kind of see the Bat Boys dressing as the Backstreet Boys. Oh, that would be so cute. Yeah. I like that. I'm not ashamed to say that I felt like more would wear, like, the slutty nurse yeah. costume. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I kind of could see Amarin wearing the t-shirt that says, this is my costume. Uh-huh. Or, like, I am, what is the one? Three-hole punch. Three-hole punch, punch or something. Yeah. And it's, like, literally taped three little things on your shirt. Hmm. Feyre, I think, would be like a, 
princess thing. <laughs> she you would could just see wear that. her Starfall dress with a crown and call it a day. Be like, I'm a high lady. <laughs> no, I tell you what would happen. Pharaoh would like try to be a princess and like only go halfway, and then Reese would like go full out with the whole white and red Prince Charming outfit and mm-hmm. like do it too big, and then. There's, like, a misunderstanding there. (laughs) And she'd be like, now I have to change. He's like, you look beautiful, darling. Or she, like, the the big, I'm going to be a slumber party princess or sleeping beauty and wear her pajamas with a crown. And then he, like, completely misunderstood. That's the one. And he dresses up as full-on prince. (laughs) Love it. Okay. What about Cassian? Oh, well, you said, okay, if they weren't the Backstreet Boys. Peter Pan. I could see it. Like, he's always had this dream mm-hmm. to be Peter Pan, and he wants Nessa, Nessa to, be to be Wendy, yep. and she's, like, not having it. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm going to be, like, what is the Grim Reaper costume? Like, she's <laughs> like, I, w- I want to wear that. And he's like, Nesta, like, please, be Wendy Let's with be me. Peter Pan, Wendy. <laughs> okay, what about Nuala and Caradwin? They go as something together. Mm-hmm. Thing one and thing two. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't see that being a reality. It's like a, like a salt and pepper, maybe. Oh, yeah. That'd be cute. Salt and pepper. Elaine is a bride. I feel like she would dress up like that. You know when you were a little girl and, like, that was an option? You would, like, put on a tiny wedding dress and a veil and be, like, a bride? That was completely different than mine, which was, like... A daisy, but like one of those where she sticks her head through the middle through the of the middle. daisy. <laughs> I love that. No, I think she would be a bride. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, you know, Grayson. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Amran. No, we already said Amran. Uh, I could also see Asriel doing some kind of funny pun. Yeah. Like... The, like, holding an umbrella with all the pictures of the guys around, like it's raining men or something like, you know, something dumb like that. <laughs> I bet Cassian made his costume, though, and was like, here, wear this. Yeah. He's like, we're going out. What is, you're going to wear this. What is Tamlin dressed as? Hmm. It's like Superman? Yeah, I was going to say, like, a, definitely a, a hero. Yeah. Like, he might be Thor or something. The hair. Yeah, the hair fits. And he makes Lucian be like Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, what does he make Lucian dress up as? Yeah, if they were doing he could be like Batman and Robin. I feel like he would make oh, yeah. he would make Lucian be like the lowly sidekick. Because you know that's how he sees him. He's like I don't I don't feel like Tamlin ever respected Lucian as his equal. Mm-mm. So I don't know if Thor would have a second hand man. Batman and Robin. Although Robin never really got his full appreciation. I feel like we're missing someone. Who do we not I know, say? that's what I was just thinking about. Nesta was windy, but she wanted to be the Grim Reaper. Yeah. We already said more. I will throw in here. Oh, what about Ianthe? <laughs> oh. She's like, I could see her dressing as like, um, like the slutty unicorn. Like Maybe. the really short dress mm-hmm. with the... I was going to say the um, Playboy bunny outfit. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's like just a one-piece corset. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep, with the gloves. Uh-huh. That's it. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I can't wait to do these questions with Throne of Glass. 
I was just thinking about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to take months for us to cover the throne of <laughs> Maybe we should do them in threes. Do three and then do hot takes and then do hmm, three. Good idea. Um, so are we missing anybody else before we move on? I think, I think that was everybody. We didn't do Alice, but I feel like Alice would not go to a Halloween mm-hmm. party. She would not be into that. Okay, so what are the characters' favorite vacation destinations? Hmm. This is hard. Like This one is hard. I feel like Cassian's a beach man. Really? Uh-huh. kind of saw him as like a skier. Really? Huh. So I was thinking like football on the beach so yeah. he could be shirtless. That makes sense. I'm there for it. But what about Nesta? Does Nesta want to go to the beach? Well, probably not. What is Nesta? I feel like she would just be in a spa the whole time getting a massage. I was going to say, she might like the beach because you could just sit on the beach and read. And that's Mm kind of what she likes to do. Yeah. As long as she brought her books. Yeah. And Cassian's like, Nesta, look at me. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, yes, yes. All very important. What about Reese and Feyre? Where are they going? You think they like Disney? I could see them as Disney They're people. They're a Disney couple? I could see it. Especially since, like, I could totally see them on roller coasters. And wearing like, the, the ears. Yeah, wearing the ears. And, like, everywhere they go, like, Reese is buying churros and pretzels. And he's like, Feyre, eat this. Try this. You know. She's like, I'm so full, Resand. Like, I can't eat anymore. He's like, Yes, you can. I I think you nailed you nailed that one. You know who I modeled that after? (laughs) (laughs) But now that you say it and you think about it, like the roller coasters, I can definitely see Reese on the teacups, like being like, This is a classic one. We have to do this one. Mm. What about more? Vegas. Yeah, I was about to say somewhere like Singapore or yeah. Vegas, like very exciting, nightlife, fast-paced. Amarin? Amarin and Varian. Amarin and Varian. I feel like they might go to like a European castle somewhere. I was thinking like tour of Europe. Uh-huh. But like bougie tour of Exclusive. Europe. Not like backpacking through Europe. Like yes, bougie. Five-star experiences. Mm-hmm. Like pasta-making classes in Italy and, mm. yeah. Farm-to-table. Sounds cooking great. Cooking classes, yeah. Uh, what about... Uh, poor Asriel. I know. I was like, who do we pay? Is Asriel like, at the beach with he, Cassian he and Nesta? He goes to the beach with Cassian and Nesta. Oh, my God. And Elaine. Like, I feel like she visits all the, um, like, botanical gardens of the world. Mm-hmm. She has a checklist, and she goes through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yep, she visits them and, like, learns more about... And I can see Azrael going with her to do that. Yeah. Like, just because he doesn't have anybody else to go with right Yeah. Now. No, we... I mean, we know Azrael would be liking her. So. I feel like Tamlin and Lucian would go to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, do all the touristy L.A. things. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. I'm not so hostile toward him now, now that I remembered that he, like, redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, no, he just so recently like, talked about his redemption arc. I'm going to give him a little bit of some happy stuff. 
Did we miss anybody? More? You guys talked about her? I feel like this is going back, but I've had some time to think. I feel like Lucian could play professional soccer. Oh, yes. I could see that. Like? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe he has he does something else with his time. Because like, they talk about him being real athletic, so yeah. that's what I was... Like, professional British soccer. Like, like football. he plays for Chelsea, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Football, yeah. Love that. I can see that. But I see. I feel like him and Feyre hang out a lot. And, like, maybe yeah. he helps with the painting classes or something like oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any more fun questions? That's the last one we had written down. Can you think of any? Hmm. What books do they read? Yeah, like what what type of book reader are they? Uh, well, we know Nesta's a romance reader. Yep. I feel like um, Feyre would be hardcore into like fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Nesta is like strictly smut. Yeah. And Feyre's reading like from Blood and Ash and mm-hmm. and like, like high fantasy. Yeah, like, Throne of Glass. She's reading Akatar and Throne yeah. of Glass. Mm-hmm. And we know that Cassian reads, like, The Art of War and stuff. But I feel like he also was reading those, like, like Tim Tebow's bio. Yeah. Like, autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> He's also reading that genre. Yes. Asriel is studying ancient languages. That's, hmm. He is, like, academia. I could see I that. Like. And maybe Reese is reading, like, westerns. <laughs> <laughs> Western. I, so I honestly could see Reese reading, like the classic man, like Harry Potter. That's a classic, obviously, or like the real classics, Pride and Prejudice. Oh yeah, I think that's. But that also fits. like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Well, and also since he runs his company, he's also reading the um, the books about like how to be successful and, and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about more? Um, I feel like she's reading a lot of like celebrity biographies mm-hmm. and like boss babe stuff. Yes. Like, like how of... I became a billionaire mm-hmm. before twenty five, written by a female. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Very like female forward. Yes. Feminism. What about Amron? I feel like she and Nesta share books. Yeah. She, like, she shares books with Azrael and Nesta. Yeah. Sometimes she's studying she, ancient she's languages. She's reading smut in different languages. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that Nesta can't even read because it's not in her language. Or, like, um, books about, like, the constellations. and. Yeah, she's into astrology. Yeah. That's awesome. I could see that. Did we talk about Lucian and Tamlin? Mm-mm. What are they reading? Tamlin is 100% reading, like, the... Maybe he's reading westerns. Maybe maybe <laughs> westerns. But I think Tamlin is reading the, like, self-help and, okay. like, the finance books about, like, you know, how to be a millionaire by 25 yeah. and stuff like that. Like, investments for dummies and stuff like that. But also history. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the history of Prithian, like, he studies that a lot. Could see that. Lucian, well, it talks about Lucian reading a lot in the books. Really? Yeah. What I does think, he read? Well, I don't know, but 
Sarah didn't tell me. Maybe he's also reading fantasy? Ooh. He and Feyre have a little book club. Yes. And they like... Talk about it. Maybe they have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They call it fiction therapy. Um, Yeah, I could see that. That like he really enjoys zoning out and zoning into the Mm -hmm. fantasy world. And maybe he got Feyre into it. When she learned how to read. I also kind of feel like Reese is probably reading like Lord of the Rings and like epic fantasies. Like ep- that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Epic, classic fantasy. And Farah's like she doesn't have time for it. Yep. She's like it's there's not enough romance. Romance for me. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. That's where I'm at, Farah. If it's yeah. <laughs> if it don't got a little romance happening in that fantasy, uh, I know. I'm gonna get bored with it real quick. Yeah. That's I, I had a book picked up at the bookstore the other day and I'd read online that it was a really good book but it had zero romance and I was just like I'm not gonna read it like it'll sit on my shelf Mm -hmm. I love love me too it's the best yeah I love a good old rom-com and I love a good romanticy Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what about Elaine did we not say we didn't say Elaine yet oh gardening books Mm mm-hmm like she has all of the big, like, big square ones, hardback gardening books. And, like, what herbs are used for what. Mm-hmm. Cookbooks as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. She's cookbooks. got, like, four sourdough starters going. Yes. And she's constantly. She definitely bread. has the Magnolia Table cookbook and, like, Pioneer Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love those. That's her for sure. Noelle and Caridwin work so hard they don't have time to read. No, they do audiobooks. They listen to they listen to rom coms. Yes. On audio. Yes, while they're like baking and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Reese will like walk in and hear what they're listening to and think it's really good and like want to write it down and read it later. I'm like taking off with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he might walk in on the like the saucy parts too and be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna leave you to your privacy." Yep. So funny. <laughs> okay, well, I think that might be it of yeah. our hot takes. We didn't talk about Enneagram as much, but well. That's okay. Some fun stuff. We'll have even more next time. We'll, we'll, I assume we'll do some hot takes for Shadow and Bone. Yes. That'll be fun. I have yeah. a lot to say. I have a lot of opinions about mm-hmm. Shadow and Bone. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of you will not like my opinions, and that's okay. <laughs> I will build those opinions as I keep reading. Yes. Well, I say you won't like. I I love Shadow and Bone. It's great. I, it's nothing like that. I just, you know, we feel what we feel. My <laughs> hair is very divided, right? It is divided. Like yep. the love interests. Mm-hmm. Is there a resolve? Like, is there a final answer to who oh, yeah, Alina ends up with? Yeah. Okay. Will I like it? That I don't know. I'm. You're not me. And I'm not you. But you know what I like. I cannot speak for... It's anticipation. You should read it. Okay, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Is it in the third book where you find out? Yeah. I'm really far from that. Okay, well, tune in next time when we... Well, I guess this will be posted before Shadow and Bone, so... Yeah. Get hyped for Shadow and Bone. Yes! Bye. Bye. Bye.